Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you. As always, happy Redemption Thursday. I'm Jeff, that's Tom, Director Matthew in the house as well. I look like a menacing figure in here. This we're gonna have to we're gonna have to play with the lights now that the studio's changed some. Good to be here. I'm I got wagers. We'll post them here in a minute. I uh, it's a weird thing, you know. We're at the time of the year where you do the whole uh, do the kids care to be there thing. Also, people have been asking, so we'll have to do it. I think tomorrow, Tom, Libations Friday edition of the Jeff Cameron Show. I think we're gonna have to do the bowl swag. Already? Okay. Well, All you, right. Yeah, I like that we're, uh, yeah. we're getting after it. We are. I mean, uh, it's a well, maybe uh, we'll double check it. We'll double check it. When is the first game? Is the first game tomorrow? It's next week. Okay. We got time then. We got Army-Navy on Saturday, and then it gives way. Usually the Celebration Bowl is played the same day as Army-Navy, but then the actual, the old school um, Capital One Bowl season, uh, as they yeah, used yeah, to call as it. they used to call it, right. Usually around the 15th, give or take. Yeah, I was just trying to figure out exactly um, when we should do that because people are really, really gung-ho about the bowl swag segment, which is true. Although I wonder about the bowl swag segment. I wonder about the the swag in general that's going to happen at bowls now that you can just pay players. Kind of kind of interesting to see what, what they do. You have to make it look like it's a non-profit venture or not for a, an erroneous amount of profit, egregious amount of profit venture. You got to give something back to the players. Those bowl officials, they never look poor, do they? They always look like they're doing okay. They're There's not starving. Ten people in the stands of the Birmingham Bowl, and yet the head of the bowl committee looks like he's worth $3 billion. I, by the way, wanted – there's an angle there. I'm going to get to the returning players for Florida State here in a second. By the way, that's a trend that's going to continue. Florida State's in good shape, guys. Uh, but I, I, would, I would tell you that uh, I knew a guy who worked on the Orange Bowl committee, and he was previously – now, a lot of people might know who I'm talking about, so I'll just go easy here. But there was a guy, Florida State guy, who ended up working for a very brief period of time for the Orange Bowl committee. And I called him when he got the gig and said, you SOB, I've been trying to get that gig forever because for years when you went to college football games, when you went in the press box, you would always see the, the different bowl committee representatives a couple times a year. They'd, the Sugar Bowl would be there. The Fiesta Bowl, Tostitos guys would be there with their jackets. The Orange Bowl guys were there. You had the Outback Bowl and the Gator Bowl and the Peach Bowl. And I thought, well, what a good gig they got. Like, what do you really do other than wear that ugly jacket that has your logo on it as a representative, see and be seen at college football games each week? The only downside is you have to dress nice. That's it. You got to wear a suit. And they fly you all over the place to be an ambassador of potato chips. Or whatever the hell your bowl is named. You know, the Mobile One Bowl. Oh, look at my Mobile One. Here, Look at my jacket. Hey, hey now. Yeah. <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. And I don't really think they did anything else. I don't think they did anything else. I, it, it, it's all they did. Oh, they had dinners. Highfalutin dinners with champagne. Shook hands. Right. Good they to have you here, Bob. Showed up to a house that somebody else worked on and helped bring back to... 
you know, respectability. Right. Yes. They were there for the photo and the check. That's it? Yeah. And then they would go, where are you going to be this week, Steve? They're flying me out to Maryland. Oh, I, like, I rather like that stadium. I'm going to enjoy it. We're going to comp a really expensive dinner the night before. And then we'll probably do it the night after. Because I don't have to fly back till Tuesday since we don't really work. Right. And the one intern says, why, why are they doing all of this? And the intern is let go immediately. Oh, yeah. It's the wrong question. No, you don't ask those kinds of questions. You just aspire to do what we're doing. That's how this works. Just aspire. <laughs> and I loved it. And I thought I was going to get that gig. Oh, it seemed to me all you had to do was be affable enough, shake enough hands, be willing to kiss some ass. You can say, hey, look, here, I know this is part of the interview. You're going to ask me how I get along with people, which is code for will I, you know? You know who would be the perfect bowl official? The perfect bowl official. And you know him. If you can guess this, I'll give you one guess. Because it's an obscure person that we have both run across in our careers. Not somebody we know by name. If you could pull this, this would be impressive. All right, start over. This is a person. Who would be the perfect bowl official to do exactly what oh, you're talking about? Yeah, a guy we worked with. Yeah. Well, yes, not a guy we work with. Somebody we don't know his name, but we've seen. We've come across multiple times in our careers. Oh, oh, oh. Yep. We've come across him? Yes. Multiple times. Multiple times. And we've had fun laughing at him. Yes. Yes. All right. I can't. For radio purposes, I'll move it along. The Virginia Tech Sports Information Director. Oh, that guy man. is the perfect. I don't know if he's head- still there. Did you see him? When I saw you him were- this year. Okay, he's still he's still slicking his hair back. Coastal day. There he was. Still sitting slicking his hair back. I wonder how they're going to do it this year. There's no Atlantic, yeah. no coastal. You the know, good and the bad. The good, the mediocre, and then the bad. I think if I had hair, I always talk about two things I want to do if I can get hair again, and I'm not going to. I, it doesn't look like I'm the pill they're working on seems to be making great progress. But I've been bald too long. People, I, I don't think I would oh, look right with hair. Now. I don't think I don't think I'd look right. If with that it. pill was approved, I don't know if I want my hair. That is an wow! What a response! I don't know if I want my hair. I rather enjoy being pretty bald. You wouldn't. I don't like have, having to shave. I have enough hair that I have to shave my head, which is kind of annoying. What about if you could have flowing gray white locks? Oh well, maybe. Well, this you is bring what I was going to say. Back into the rotation. This, this is what I was going to say. The, the the guy for Virginia Tech who would be the good bowl representative. And wouldn't he? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. He would be great. You pulled him, but I was going to give you somebody else. He's like McConaughey the scout. A guy we and did. he's bounding down. A guy we did work with who retired. Jack O'Brien. Oh, oh my God. How good would he be? <laughs> Jack would immediately nice go to, to the, meet you. I'm Jack O'Brien. He wouldn't spend any time at the you guys? Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. No. He'd be immediately New Year's Six. He'd go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Good to be with you again, Bob. <laughs> you have to understand, we're going to have our bowl game on New Year's Day. At, I'm Jack O'Brien. Two o'clock local time. Yeah. I don't say five Eastern. Screw the East Coast. It's two o'clock local time. I like old Jack. I, it's so fun to see him every year when I come to this game. You Keep doing what you're doing, Jack. You're great. He doesn't don't know, I know it, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know my name, but it's okay. Somehow it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all right. Red, yeah. Red, how are you? <laughs> I'm Jack O'Brien. Yes, it's it's me, Jeff. That's right, Jack. How are you? Well, how are uh, you doing? I'm Peachy Jeff. So what I would tell you? How's the wife? Red dead. She's been dead. Been dead. You asked me that last year at this time. So I would tell you that the guy you're talking about from Virginia Tech who really appears to love his trophy. 
and his and, and his and his hair and and everything about the job that he has wrangled, uh, which is the reward for having slick back hair and a big smile. If I grow hair again, I want to I want to be the kind of a hole that slicks his hair back where it stays wet looking all day. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> where it's just wet looking, no matter what time of day it is, it just looks wet. Just got out of the shower there, Keith. No, no. So I keep it. That's the hair gel from my generation yeah. in middle school. You have to That's, go find it. Yeah. All right. Florida State got a lot of guys back, or they're in the process of getting a lot of guys back, Both it would appear. True. Yeah. And they're going to keep getting guys back because they got people who are interested in doing that. And they've also created a place that people don't want to leave. And that's the head coach aiding the collective. And the collective aiding the head coach. That's a symbiotic relationship, friends. And that's how Florida State gets better. And that's a reason that you, as a Knoll today, are happy. And will continue to be happy. That's the report. Have a good day, everybody. I, uh, I, I do think that maybe not all. I, I don't know what people think Fabian Lovett's going to do. I don't know what people think Jared Burse is going to do. Well, we're in a place where I think it's fair to say that if all things are equal, they want to play here. And that's that's not nothing to say that, you know, a lot of these guys, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if all things are equal or close they to They want to stay and play here, yeah. They want to stay. Yeah, it's exciting. That happened overnight. It didn't happen overnight, Tom. They've worked very hard. It's been a steady climb. They have had to buy in sacrifice, give of themselves on a daily basis, and believe in this coaching staff and the mantra of the head coach. That takes time, Tom. Don't you dismiss it, all whimsical-like, overnight success. Oh, no, this has been a long, arduous process. To take it to a place where somebody doesn't – they would feign getting paid professional money and take something close to come back to college if that's to happen, if that is to come. That happened quickly. Because nine and three does that. They go six and six this year. That's not the case. Yeah. That's true. Probably not. I don't know. There's a lot of love over there these days. There's a lot of love. James B says he'd pay $1,000 to see me grow hair back, particularly towards the forehead. Very skeptical. Laugh out loud as a professional bald man myself. You are, James. I was just about to say you're bald. Uh, I had great hair, and I've, I've shown it. I've had I brought in pictures. We've I've posted things. Chairman Cameron Rug will tell you. I had oh I had you if you want to go back a ways, buddy. I I had locks that made Bono jealous. It was beautiful. You know we'd be in the playoff if you had the apricots, apricots. Apricots sounds better. I think. Yeah. Depends on your voice. Some people can say apricots. Some people can say apricots. Not mm-hmm. many can say apricots. Mm-hmm. It's apricots. Should be. Turkish apricots at that. We'd be in the playoff if you had taken the video on the front lawn. I don't think that's true. I will do it before the start of next year because it's been lobbied for for a long time. It's me on the communist rug with my image uh, in the front yard eating apricots. Am I I crisscross applesauce and... uh, Eating apricots? Yeah, I mean, is that the pose? You know, if we could get a good enough venue with a stage, you could do it in Orlando that weekend. That would oh, be the yeah, way to, the way to the begin. rug will travel. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness gracious! I still have it. I uh, <laughs> that rug is something. I think about that poor prisoner weaving it. 
in uh, Uzbekistan or wherever, Tajikistan. I think it was uh, Tajikistan. All right, I got wagers. I got them. Let's get them posted up here. Let's uh, let's take a look at them. You're going to hit the siren, I have a feeling. But you got to understand. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Get ready. All I know is right. <laughs> We're going to take Southern Miss and lay the six and a half against Rice. I would note that that number continues to rise if you can. <laughs> it's a bowl game. I mean, we got to get there. Yeah, I like the dog. Middle Tennessee State plus seven against San Diego State. This number's moved a lot. It was way down, I think, at minus a point and a half. When it got when it got to seven, I said, we're going. Pull the trigger. Pull it. Memphis minus seven against Utah State. Arkansas minus three against Kansas. I have fear in this game. <laughs> well, my fear is that Kansas will really want to be there. And Arkansas, not so much. But I don't believe Wu-Pig Suey can take for granted bowl appearances. Uh, so, so Lance did not make the finalist list for Coach of the Year. Leipold, because they lost too many games late. They started falling. They started dropping like flies. Well, they lost their quarterback for a stretch of time. Uh, can't keep losing at some point. I mean, didn't they end up losing like six games? They might have. But, but old can't eight and four Elko made the list. Oh, man. Fresno State, Washington State, we're going under 54 and a half. That total's way too high. Way too high. Let's let's jump under that number, everybody. Woo! Yeah. Uh, here's where you, I figured you would do it. This little stretch of games. It's the stretch of three games. It's that game followed by South Alabama, Western Kentucky, under 55 and a half. Holy yeah. Jesus. All right, right. And then secondarily, I have the chart, uh, excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders against the Los Angeles Rams. First drive for either team field goal at yes plus 500. <laughs> Holy Jesus. What the f*** is that? <laughs> I thought, well, we're going there, guys. It's wait, that time wait, of year. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first time in the history of Redemption Thursday with the board like this. Yeah. That on the you take side, it just says no. No. <laughs> no. No. Not going to do it. There will not uh, be a field goal on the first drive. Neither one of these two teams on their opening drive so, will kick a field goal. But that's that's the alluring part. It's yeah. not the combination of those two first drive from scrimmage. It's either one. You get two cracks. At you got it, two cracks. One. Everybody gets one first drive, Tom. And if one of those yeah. drives ends in a field goal, you're at plus 500. Put 100 down, you got 500. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> there you go. You want to take that bet? That's a fun bet. Chargers plus three and a half against the Dolphins. It moved across a key number. I took it. I don't love my pick. I don't love my position in this game. But it went across three. It started at one. I had to get it at three and a half. Did it. And you just don't give the Jets 10 points. Not these Jets. Not these Jets. 10 points? That seems insulting. To the Jets, so I'll take the 10 against the Bills. The Bills will win, but 10's a big number. Doesn't it seem like to you? That's a big That's number. a big number. That's a big number. They believe number. in Mike White, too. Even after the loss last week. They believe more in him than they did the other guy. The furious comeback against the Vikings. The players are saying, I know we lost today, but that's the guy. Yeah. Um. All right, we had a couple of questions that I did want to answer in here. So stuff about... Uh, 
who's coming back, who's staying. We had some contributions. I'll get to that. I'll focus more in on what guys we do know have come back and which guys are uh, contemplating uh, whether or not to come back. But most of the news surrounding Florida State football right now continues to be in the theme. It's a, it's a through line all week long. It, it seems to be very, very positive. Um, they've got a very aggressive uh, new collective uh, that is doing good work, apparently. And um, we're, we're hearing more and more uh, names that um, uh, are being considered to, to come back or are considering whether or not to come back. And I think they're aiding in that endeavor. As long as there's a running back that I like, then I'll be a happy man. So I think that's you're good there, man. Um, if if you're worried about the diminutive running back that you are diminutive, <laughs> I think that's what I called him, didn't I, the other day? I don't know. Um, I'll have to check the tape. I was offended. I know. Well, you were offended then too. But this would be at a new level. Oh, <laughs> this would be DefCon two offense. Oh, he's a good player. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna be back. But the other guy, the guy that I really like, the proven commodity. Uh, that guy that that may take a little longer. I think it may, may well, maybe at the same position. Yeah, yeah. The other guy, oh, the proven yeah. commodity. Yeah, yeah. Ben, I believe that Benson may take a little while. Um, but you know, I just I like I like where the action's at. I like the focus. It really again appears that you have some people in a position to care to make to make a run at guys and give them reasons. And if they're given, as you said, any reason right now, they seem to be like, okay, yeah, okay, that'll work. I'm in. I wanted to come back anyhow. You guys just needed to put your arm around me. Say you love me. Give me five bucks. I'm in. I mean, that's the one thing that we don't talk a ton about at practice, but being that we get access to two practices a week, and for the bowl, I think we'll get more. Yeah. We got Friday through Sunday coming up this weekend. We're Florida State doing abridged versions of practices. But you can count on one hand the amount of issues, quote-unquote, that come up during practice from fall camp all the way through the most recent one. There really aren't. No, there aren't. They, they, don't, they don't have a ton of issues where you go, oh, man, no, this is this is going to blow over here. They've got a problem. Nothing like that. I would even say Sam McCall wasn't really an issue. No. He was disgruntled. He seemed upset with playing time, frustrated by a situation. But in practice, he wasn't starting fights, storming off the field, pouting, well, doing anything like that. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes, you never got any of that. Sometimes there are people out there known as keyboard warriors. Mm. And then when they're around everybody else, mm-hmm. you see whether or not they have what it takes to stand by their words. And I'm not specifically circling Sam McCall. I'm just saying in this day and age mm. with kids, they like mm-hmm. to go to run to their phones oh, with yes, stuff on social media. These damn kids. But there really isn't a, any of that at practice with anybody. No. You might see a tussle because guys are, want to win a, a rep, but beyond oh, that— Oh, yeah, no, 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 that's the good kind guys, of intensity. That's the good. There's you no shouting down coaches or getting in no. screaming matches or guys getting thrown also, out. Also, there's a world of difference between the competitive juices flowing, hardcore competition, I give you an added shove, you give me a shove back, and maybe we're squaring off here for a second. I got a coach has got to run in and pull you up. There's nothing wrong with that. That ought to happen. Yeah. If you're practicing, yep. practicing intensely, that ought to happen. So you get some of that. That's not a problem. Problem is when you get a guy who's perpetually fighting teammates, yelling at coaches, storming off the field, yeah. not showing. Yeah, no, there's none of that. Uh, Daniel, thank you. We'll go to break with this because it makes me it makes me feel good. He writes, just want to let you know that you're you, you guys are the greatest. Been listening since I became a student in 2008. Go Knowles, and let's go Mets. Hey, all right, there that's we go, that, Daniel. That's what that is, right? That's what that is. Is that um, Steve your dad? Tell him to spend more money, Daniel. <laughs> if Steve's your dad. The Jeff Cameron Show can be had in New York City. That's right. (laughs) 
And then <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the super chat, but you could do better if <laughs> your dad. <laughs> Jeff Cameron Show 933 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Starting linebacker Tatum Bethune, who helped solidify that segment group when he announced that he would be transferring from UCF to Florida State, has announced that once again he will be here to help steady that segment group and uh, play another season in Tallahassee. He is uh, coming back for one final season. Made that announcement. Good to see that from him. He joins a list of Seminoles that again, are feeling pretty good uh, about sticking around. And we may find out more here soon. Uh, later today, I'm fairly certain uh, that we'll be probably armed with more breaking news, if you will. The other thing since we last talked is that it is official finally uh, that Florida State did a really good job here, and, and they blew it the first go-around, to be honest with you. Former Miami defensive tackle Daryl Jackson is now committed to Florida State. He's here. They could have had him out of high school, but they blew it. And he ended up going down to Miami, and he didn't want to. And uh, seeing the error in their ways and then his personal life situation being what it is with his mother, sadly. Um, she, she's, from what I understand, not in great health, and so he wants to move to be closer to her. He's coming to Tallahassee, where he should have been all along, and he's a good football player, one of the very few Miami has. So that's a big blow for them and a great gain for Florida State and a position of need, Tom. I think that's the thing we should talk about here. That's the position of need in my mind, first and foremost, along with linebacker. If we're going to go to the offensive side of the ball, you know how I feel about tight end. Yeah, well, I'll stay at defensive tackle. You know, that Fabian Lovett still hasn't announced he's going pro keeps the dream alive. Could you imagine having a rotation that includes Fabian this particular player from Miami and his best friend and Josh Farmer or one of his good friends from mm -hmm, high school. Mm -hmm. And then you mix in the younger players to go along with it. I don't know. Sometimes I read the tea leaves with who exits and it, it didn't surprise me that Sean Bray Jackson last week exited for the portal. Yeah. But that Jared Jackson did was interesting to me that that could be on for different reasons. I know, but sometimes I look at an exit like that or, or a Sydney Williams yesterday who exited and went to the portal Sydney should have had a crack at the safety rotation this year. Did he hear that they might be bringing somebody in or somebody might be sticking around? And I extend that question also to defensive interior. Now you know you've got one guy who's coming in, into the fold. But did Jared Jackson know something about Fabia Lovett or, or Robert Cooper? It's speculation, but when these guys don't announce yet that they're going pro, you wonder. You wonder if some of them are coming back. You know, with the Fabian Lovett situation... um, He's hard to get a read on in general because I think if you're Fabian, you know, everybody knows Fabian, he had the injury this year. 
He's got a kid. Uh, age matters, you know, when you're getting drafted. I, I don't know what more he's going to do to change his slot where he gets drafted in the NFL. If he wants to come back, come on down. We're happy to have you. That's not what I'm saying. I just, in this situation, if I'm looking out for the kid's best interest, objectively from afar, I would tell you that I, I think it's time to take it on down the road, my man. Well, let's say for argument's sake mm. that he was going to get drafted third day, round, day three. Okay. And it's a fourth or a fifth round grade. Maybe, you know, because they're saying, and this is me speculating. Again, this is just a player, any player, any position. But let's say that your grade comes back mixed and it's somewhere between third and fifth round. Okay. Well, if you're going to get fifth round money or fourth round money, what's fifth round money? What's fourth round money? Do we know well, what that slot is? If they're going, if they're willing to give you at an NIL level, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars to come back and play an extra year, and you're going to be a fourth or fifth rounder anyway, I would say that that's got to be comparable money, and you haven't started the clock on the pros yet. Well, but you also, you're also going to be a year older when they draft you. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, there might be less in it for you to skip that last year of college if you're that important as a college football player to be commanding six figures at a decent level. All right. According to Over the Cap, that's a website that does cap data, the first pick of the fourth round, so you said between the third and the fifth, yep, so yep. I just went, the first pick of the fourth round projected to get a salary in the neighborhood of $800,000. I, I, I'm, there, that, no collective is paying my man Fabian Lovett $800,000. I'll tell you that right now. That's correct. Nobody's paying him eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand guaranteed, or a salary with a bonus of one hundred and fifty or two hundred grand. That would be my question. So, if because a lot of fourth and fifth rounders don't make the team out of camp, salary ranges for fourth round, depending on signing bonus and of course the deal, go from eight hundred fourteen thousand to somewhere in the neighborhood of seven hundred thirty three thousand. Okay. Now, if you end up with a multi-year deal, of course, that affects it. The top pick in the fifth round, for example, gets $690,000. Okay. So, I mean, I just don't know what kind of money, and I literally mean this, I do not know what kind of money the Battle's End or Rising Spear or anybody else is going to throw at Fabian Lovett. Do you think it's going to be anywhere in the neighborhood of $700,000? Because be. I don't. Unless we're you know, replete with cash in a way that, because I think we're better Even off. if we are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just because you have it doesn't mean you need to spend it on that. Correct. I think he's got to go. If he wants to stay, stay. Uh, That's yes. great. That's great. I, I agree. My and, official advice to him would be go, go. You've got a little one. If you can make close to a million dollars right out the gate, go. But it's, you know, not my call. Listen, the the verse situation is much different than the Fabian Lovett situation, in my opinion. If we're just trying to track kids, who's coming, who's going, and you know, you want to project, we all do. Right now, things are going well. If Florida State can keep a kid, roster retention is going really well right now. You see that it's on display. They're, they've they've got competitive deals in place for these kids. We know that they're doing well. You know, they started with Domino Number One, which was getting Jordan Travis's deal done. And they did that. And that took a little wrangling because he was going to be the most complicated one of the bunch. From there, uh, you know, now you start to slot the money and figure it all out. All right, well, you, of the bunch, Tom, who would you next want to sign to bring back? Is it Benson or Verse? Verse. 
verse. It's okay. harder to find a pass rusher That's than it correct. is a running back in this offense. And in this offense, all running backs will be successful. Some more than others based on talent, but all will be successful. We just had a walk-on kick-ass yeah. over the last year and a half. Just because we've had two hits in the portal the last two years doesn't mean we're going to hit again, so I'd rather have verse. I think verse is, is yes, probably the answer, although golly, Benson's dynamic, and if he plays the way he played the second half of the season all year next year if, in this offense, woo If we didn't have a quarterback... Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and I listen. The offense is engineered to run the ball, and any of those guys, including your favorite, is going to be able to run the ball and have success. I believe that they've got a bunch of capable kids at the position. So based on need alone, verse is the answer. I agree with you. Uh, but the verse situation's the toughest because if you have a first round grade, you go to the pros. You do not stick around unless you're in a very unique situation. Uh, I mean, very, very unique. Most of the time, I mean, I think a coach would pull you aside and go, look, man, I don't care what our collective gives you. Go start your pro career. You're not going to do better than first round. <laughs> you know, you're know, you not going to be the first pick in the draft, dude. You're not. You're not that guy. You're a good player who's got a late first round grade. My man, you got to go. If, however, the... Florida game did a lot of damage. Your injury concerns have teams mm, not so sure what they want to do with you. To go along with not a ton of sample size of tape for them to assess. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And not a ton of sample size of tape for them to assess against good offensive lines. Right. And one of those good offensive lines dominated you. So if you're projected third round, the collective would probably yeah. come strong with an offer that is similar on a singular year basis, not a multi-year right, right. deal. But you know what I mean? Like they, 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 it could make it I worth just, your while to improve the stock. Yeah, I'd love to know how these conversations go with whatever the NFL grade is. Like, is it the NFL itself that calls you? Is it the players' association? Is it a collective of coaches that spent that volunteers their time in the offseason or scouts? Like, who is the person that picks up the phone? And what collective of people come up with the grade? Mm -hmm. I'd love to know who those people are. Probably something we can find the answer to. But then I also want to know how that conversation goes. Yeah, I mean, like, I could see a team taking you at 29, but you could easily be picked at 65. I mean, is that the conversation? Do they just give you, like, a... They send you a verified email that you got to sign in. You look at a PDF and they give you a range. <laughs> like, how is it that... Is, is it... Because I know it used to be just a phone call. Ernie said that back in the day. Yeah, he they told call us that. They yeah, first round grade, and then click. Okay, is it more specific than that, where they tell you, here's your ceiling, here's your floor, and then here's the median? I would hope that it's more specific, right? I would hope that a kid could be told within reason, because we always know that there are some players out there that, for whatever reason, fall 15 spots below where they were projected, 20 spots. Other guys get drafted way ahead of where we thought they'd get drafted. But within reason, I would think that you could tell a player, look, your grade right now is somewhere late first round, early second. That's the best you're going to do. Ain't nobody taking you at 15. You're, you're going to be somewhere in the 20s, maybe even early second round. So 30s and 40s, right? Or, worst case scenario, tape scares people off. Injury history scares people off. They think you need to develop another move as a rush end. Um... Your mid third, late third. That's still a wide swath of possibilities that would concern you. So, if hypothetically you got offered, you know, 
close to a million dollars to play another year of college football, and you'll love it here, and you're going to bank on yourself to make that a guaranteed top 20 pick next year and seriously upgrade the amount of money you get paid. Lower the risk. Yeah. yeah. Then maybe, yeah, maybe it could happen. I just think that's hard because I, 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 I don't know what's what in the— You close the circle there. You go to essential personnel only to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Could be your coach. Could not be. Might just be your family. Might be your spouse at that point. Whatever it is, whoever it is, your most trusted inner circle. And that's it. Because it's a risk-reward analysis. Yeah. I um, I find it fun, though. This is a fun conversation because I love knowing that there is an aggressive group that is ensuring Florida State, if a kid wants to come back and wants to play and needs a little extra motivation and some certainty in his life, and he knows he has value, that there's a group willing to sit down and talk with him about, hey, what are you thinking? And what, what are you, you, you saw there's over 1,000 kids in the transfer portal. Okay, there's over 1,000. I got to believe, I mean, we're, you, they're going to write the story, Tom. It's going to happen. I mean, you, you. after this year, it'll happen. I mean, this is a wild time in college football. It's It almost feels lawless. It's a, there, there isn't a unilateral way of doing business in the world of college football right now. Nobody's adhering to the same rules. Nobody has the same amount of money. Kids can go wherever the hell they want. They can leave on a whim, quite literally on a whim. Had a bad day. I'm 18 years old. I'm homesick. Screw you. I'm out. That's how quickly these things happen. And that's fine. That's fine. It's just the world we're in now. But there is a catastrophic other shoe to drop. And it's going to be that a ton of those kids just gave up a scholarship and have no home. Nobody wants their ass. Nobody's giving them a penny to come play at that school that they think they want to go play at. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah, that's why I said when they, it opened up earlier this week, I'm a little sad. You know, it's kind of a sad day because I think a lot of people are fed bad information. But Oh, one, they are. One guy that wasn't, and I don't think we all had – you know, major fears, overriding fears, is left tackle Robert Scott. Yeah, he's back. State. Yeah, yeah. So I that did. was just officially announced. All right. Well, I never considered him a prospect to leave, and if he had, so what? So, good. Glad he's back. But you never know. It's good you to go, have depth, man. Well, and also, you go into the portal, and let's say you do. We talked about guard being a priority, but let's say that you do go grab a tackle, and they've well, got one visiting this weekend. Yes. You slide Robert Scott on into an interior position, and there it is. You got yourself a better offensive line at two positions. Listen, listen, yes. More, not less. That's fine. Give me all kinds of offensive and defensive linemen. That's where the game is played. That's it, man. If we're going to be great, we're going to be great there. That offensive line, that defensive line, they're going to have depth and talent and what for, and they're going to get hurt, and the next guy up is going to be just as good as that guy. And we're going to be like, all right, now we're cooking with gas, everybody, because that's what the good teams do. That's what the elite National championship caliber teams do. That dude goes down and you go, oh, my God, that's a tough loss. That guy's a five-star defensive tackle. How are they going to replace him with the other five-star defensive tackle that is just a year younger but equally as talented? That's how they're going to do it. That's where you have to get to. So Robert Scott coming back is awesome. He's not a five-star tackle, but Robert Scott's a good starting tackle for you. Maybe he's a guard if they can get enough tackles on the but roster. But if not, you win either way yeah. with him coming back. And then back. if you get another guy in here, and you know, listen, that's great. That is great. And it may end up being very well that um, some guys' feelings get hurt and they got to take it on down the line. I would just say, be careful. 
just be careful, kids. I mean, I, I think every kid feels like they're wanted by another school when they're upset with their situation at their current school. And I'm, I'm not talking about Florida State. I'm just talking about watching this play out. You can see this book. You can see this, you know, long read in The Athletic <laughs> a year from now. The story of the transfer portal, how it got started, how it was mismanaged, the way it ruined somebody's life. And you know that story's going to be written because there's going to be 300 examples of a kid that was on a full scholarship at a place where he didn't like it or the coach didn't think he was tough enough or whatever the hell was the problem, why he wasn't getting on the field, and he's not going to have the patience to wait it out because he's a kid by definition. No kid has any patience whatsoever. And now he thinks, well, I could just leave. So I'm putting my name out there. And coach like, all right, well, have a good day. And he's stuck. He ends up at a place where he had a scholarship, and now he's got to go to a JUCO because nobody said, well, we'll take you. That's going to happen. That stinks. I hate that. You see this, it reminds me of kids declaring for, uh, when they were in high school, declaring for the NBA. Remember, you skip college? Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. the horror stories of kids getting bad information. I mean, and then in that case, they are truly kids. Well, and the thing is, you got to know. You got to know what the market looks like, and it's impossible to know at the transfer portal level. You know, before an NFL draft or an NBA draft comes up, you can know who the prospects are if the particular draft is deep at quarterback or in the NBA if you got uh, a three or a four and you're a post guy. Well, this is not the year to be a post player. They've mm -hmm. got seven dudes. Yeah. I'll come back for another year and I'll wait my turn. Mm -hmm. You can't know that in the portal. There's no way to know. So you better be sure that you've got another landing spot but here's the other place that it's moot. If you had a conversation with your head coach and he said, I've got nothing for you, it's time, then you do need to enter the portal, and that's that's something that would have happened before anyway. So there's a percentage, yeah. I think, of that that's true as well, where kids are processed, so to speak, by Oh, I think there are plenty of kids where the coach sits them down and says, I'm recruiting over you, and then some. You know, you're not going to see the field, young man. Now, a responsible coach knows he can't kick the kid off the team. You can't make him enter the transfer portal. But you can just be a realist and pragmatic and say, Tom, you're never going to play here. I mean, you'll be on the team. You don't. You haven't done anything wrong. I'm not mad at you. You're just not good enough. You know, I, I'm looking at the depth. I'm looking at what we're doing in recruiting. You're just not good enough, Tom. You're so bad at your job. You're so wrong. <laughs> you're so wrong. Well, have a good day. And go, no, I'm staying. You know, <laughs> all I'm, right. I'm well, finishing my time here. It's fine. We'll run your ass. That's what we'll do. Uh, but that's fine. Run more than you will. Yeah. <laughs> you can, I mean, that's how that works, right? A lot of the good coaches, though, and I think it's important, too, and this is um, a good thing. You know, a lot of the good coaches will, they'll recognize the situation well in advance, and they'll they'll try to find a landing spot for kids. You know, they'll be like, hey, listen, it didn't work out here. That's on me. You did everything we asked you to do. Um, it just it never worked out for you here in terms of the depth chart. I understand you want to play. Um, there's a fine. Son, that's a, on Willie. He brought you here, yeah. <laughs> and I have no idea why. That's a there's a fine spot waiting on you at Tulsa. Just got off with the head coach said they need a corner who looks just like you. What do you say? It's Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV. Jeff Kemper, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Uh, really quickly, I think we will announce 
I mean, I, it's pretty much closed, right? Have you looked and see? We're done. Teams done. Bowling. We are so thankful to announce that it is sold out. Well, not sold out, but yeah. full. Yeah, that's a good thing, man. That's an awesome thing. I, I assume as much. Who doesn't want to bowl for a good cause? Get together with friends and, and help out kids in need. So it happened quickly. Um, but again, a reminder for everybody. And Tom's right. Thank you very much for everybody got signed up and who's going to be participating with us at District 850 on the 13th, rapidly approaching, 7 o'clock uh, for the holiday bowling tournament there to help benefit the kids of the Guardian Ad Litem. Remember, even if you're not bowling, if you can't be part of uh, the event, that's fine. That's fine. I just want to draw your attention uh, to those kids that, would go without on Christmas and have a really tough set of circumstances in their life to begin with and how it is you guys can benefit those kids. And the easiest way I've discovered over the last number of years of doing this is not only to, to bring presents, to gather around the tree there at district eight five Oh, and, and we put those presents in there. Traditionally, I, I note to people that if you don't know what to get, you know, get a, Toy for a boy, a little boy, and toy for a little girl. And, and, and bring them both. Two, you don't have to wrap them. Unwrap, that's fine. Two toys, bring them in, and they'll get to uh, kids that need them. And then the other thing that I bring up a lot, and I think it's, it's, it's huge, um, gift cards, man. Gift cards really are the way. I think, think, think about it in your own life. You know, you've got that relative that swings for the fences and always whiffs and gives you something you're never going to use. And then one day they just decide, I'm going to give Tom a gift card. Can't screw up a gift card. Here's a Visa gift card, Tom. And you're like, Uncle John, this is exactly what I wanted. Thank you so much. You're elated because you're going to get whatever the hell you want with that gift card. So gift cards make a great gift, in particular for the older kids who oftentimes don't want a Barbie doll or some sort of uh, Lego. That's what I'm known as with my nieces and nephews is the cash uncle. I'm the cash guy. And that is a great lane to be in. It's simple. You know, every year you could set it. You could set a watch by it. They open the card. They know what's in there. You know what's in there. And boom, cash. Cash is king, baby. The gift card, same thing. Gift card, cash, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they and, and Tom posted it on the chat to donate to the Guardian Ad Litem. You can see the website link, and you can just do that directly if you want. That takes you to their full site that you can vet that this is a charity that is worth you know the donations that you're going to part with. Everybody wants to vet these things, and we encourage you to do that because if you look at what the Guardian Ad Litem does for the community mm -hmm. here in Tallahassee and as an organization around the country, you, this is an organization that you're going to want to help. So I do want to answer this question just so people know uh, how this all works. Kenneth asked the question, why not have a day on the JCS where all the donations, and he's talking about the Super Chats, I assume, uh, go to the Guardian Ad Litem. Well, it has to be an approved uh They've got to take some steps. Yeah, yes. they got to take a bunch of steps. Now, they could do it, and we could do that. And if that's not do, a bad idea. Yeah, it's not yeah. a bad idea, Kenneth. But they have to take some steps to register with, with Google or Correct. whoever the hell it is. Correct. And there's a way that all this works, and and. Yeah, it becomes a little bit more complicated as opposed to, like, because I get That's it. why with the hurricane relief, the only one that was registered with Google was the American Red Cross. And, and that's, it's fine. And it's fine. Yeah, it was it's, great. It's we charity. used them, yeah. To the tune of over $10,000, I believe it was, which thank you all for yeah, your, that was your amazing. generosity. Absolutely, yeah. 
but you've got to make a list in order for it to work with and stream into what we do on Warchant TV. Yeah, so, yeah, that's how that works. So Kenneth, that that hopefully answers your question. Um, yeah, and it's 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 amazing. So, and there are people who have amazing stories uh, surrounding the Guardian Ad Litem. I see the dad guy wrote in here that. Guardian Ad Litem helped him with my now three-year-old when we were in the adoption process. That's awesome. That is awesome. And uh, golly, I've, I've been told some stories over the years with folks that have come out to this bowling tournament that got involved with the Guardian Ad Litem beyond just the bowling tournament. And, you know, they wanted to do more. There was a gentleman that I know that was retired and wanted to help out in any way he could. Uh, and, man, those stories will bring a tear to your eye. It is unbelievable. And there are a lot of good people out there. A lot of times you don't think so. I know that there's enough that goes on in our daily lives to suggest there isn't. But they're out there, and they want to help out. And they do every year at this bowling tournament, and we appreciate you. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Mm-hmm. 